The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Welcome back to the Knapsack Files. I am Ken Knapsack here for another solo edition of the Knapsack Files, episode 58 proper. As I try to recover from an illness, we are in, uh, I think, about day 20, day 21 and counting, and the illness actually seems to have started over. Well, I've got that going for me. So I was going along good. The new year was starting. I was doing shows, getting back in the swing of things. And, of course, we added the Alicia Malone's Film School to the Knapsack Files podcast thread. And I was getting ready to add my look at the news called Your Week Ahead. I was going to be doing that, a little five-minute clip. I uh, was going to run every Sundays or Mondays. And I had that going. Then I was going to do something called Star Wars Saturdays here on the Knapsack Files thread. Um, yeah, I, uh, I have the Jedi Alliance on the Popcorn Talk Network. We're still doing that. But uh, I wanted to have a little something for myself, and I figured uh, let's just keep expanding the Knapsack Files podcast. You can almost call it the Knapsack Network, though I hate having my name in it at this point. Maybe that seems a little bit too... Uh, power hungry, I think. I don't know. But also, uh, this is all produced by Morning Drive Media, which is my fake company in my head. Um, I was moving along good. 2015, is that the year we're in? It is. was starting pretty strong, and then I headed up to Berkeley for my friend Chris McNeil's wedding, and that was a uh, interesting and fun experience. It was a little bit of a journey. I had never traveled that far north in this great state by myself, uh, which seems weird to say nearly uh, approaching 40, uh, but it was just one of those directions I never really traveled, even though my hometown is three hours north. Very rarely did we venture uh, north past Pismo Beach. My family and I, uh, we had, of course, family in Southern California and then uh, got up to Oregon and, and Washington as a kid. But uh, not a lot of time spent in uh, the Bay Area, Northern California. Uh, I want to use the correct terms. I know I'm not supposed to use San Fran and all those other kind of things. That I get, uh, that area. Uh, but I was in Berkeley uh, for Chris and Suzanne's wedding, and it was a great time. I drove in with uh, one of the biggest rainstorms I've ever experienced, not since I was in Tennessee, Johnson City, Tennessee, about 2009 or 8, got caught in a ferocious rainstorm, one that makes me look at uh, Southern California rain and giggle. Uh, This one was pretty bad. I uh, was driving through Oakland, uh, gripping the steering wheels uh, until my hands went white in that rain, but we survived, had a great time in Berkeley. I did get rained on John Cusack style. Uh, going to the rehearsal dinner, uh, rain and traffic, uh, you, you hit San Jose, and it's, I've been told by locals up there, you, you come up on the 101, and you hit San Jose, and it could be 20 minutes to your destination in Berkeley, or it could be two hours. And I got the two-hour point. The rain didn't help, and that's that's without rain, and the rain didn't help, and I got there. And my beautifully timed trip, I like to be impeccably timed with my arrivals, and I gave myself about a two-hour buffer to check into my hotel, the beautiful uh, historic Hotel Shattuck in downtown Berkeley. And I was going to check in, maybe get a lay of the land, grab a quick bite or a snack or something, and uh, just relax, maybe work out, and head up to the rehearsal dinner. Uh, get in, and I had about... 
25 minutes to do all that. I uh, got there and I put on my nice suit because, as my friend Chris said, I had to keep up the image of the pit boss from the Schmoes No World. So I put on my suit, the only person in a suit at the rehearsal dinner because that's the kind of schmuck I am. And it had stopped raining. But the clouds are still in the sky, and this is male pride and male ego at its worst, what I'm about to tell you. So I, I dress up, and I got my uh, a brand new tie I'd bought just to bring up and show off at the wedding. It was, I, was, I really liked this tie. I'd been hunting it at, at a store, kind of stalking it, going waiting for maybe the price to come down because, you know, I'm that much of a baller. I have to wait for the sale. Uh, and I finally made the move. that It did come down. It was a, I got about 20% off its original price, uh, and I got this tie, and I was really proud of it. It was going to go well with my black suit. It was a simple, simple color scheme, uh, forest green, which really brings out my eyes and my uh, one of my new suits. And I put that on, and I looked sharp. Kids, I looked sharp. I was going to hit this rehearsal dinner. With with all my L.A. might, and I uh, go out of the hotel, and it is not raining. Clouds are pretty heavy, and this is what was confusing. If you ever had the chance to go to downtown Berkeley, number one, I recommend it. I, I had a great time, and it's a beautiful little college town um, with uh, a bit of homeless problem, but, uh, well, they're slightly aggressive some of the time. So I get out there, and uh, half the people, this is what's weird about it, half the people are dressed in rain gear and have umbrellas and slicks and all this kind of stuff. And the other half are like in sandals and shorts. And I'm thinking, well, which direction do I go? And I look up in the sky, dark foreboding clouds. Look at the map. I don't know the area too well. I know I got the hotel closest to the location of the rehearsal dinner and the wedding, which was at the UC Berkeley campus. So I go to the guy at the door at the Hotel Shattuck, and I say, hey, man, how far is the faculty club from this location? He goes, uh, what's that? Okay, so you're new. It turns out he was new, relatively new to the area and new to the job. So another guy steps up and goes, ah, it's not too far. The campus is right up there. But where, where are you going? I said, the faculty club. And he goes, ah, I'm not sure. So I look at the map. and I'm thinking, all right, I can get there kind of quick. The map, walking distance, I think we're going to be okay. But I, I turn to the guy, and both of these guys, and I say, hey, I know it's not raining now, but is it close enough? Do you think, here's the bet, guys, is it close enough? Do you think I can make it and survive any rainstorm that hits? And both of them are like, well, I don't know. But one of the guys, because it's his job, goes, hey, we can get you an umbrella. And here is male ego and pride at its worst. I look at him, nice kid, and I go, oh, I don't. No, I don't need an umbrella. I don't. I don't own umbrellas. I don't use umbrellas. But thank you, sir. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna take a chance here. He goes, okay, it's easy. I could just, it's right over there. He points to the area, the concierge desk. I can get you an umbrella. Just bring it back when you come back to your room tonight. And I think to myself, in my head, oh, that'd be smart. I should probably grab it just in case because that rain was pretty ferocious earlier. But out loud, I say, no, 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 thank you. I'm fine. So cut to, I'm not kidding. 25, 30 seconds later, I hit a light, cross the street, so the hotel's fading behind me, and the raindrops start coming, as one would imagine. And I'm still close. I look, I can see the hotel. I just have to go back. I just have to turn around, press the walk button, wait for the light to change, and I go back to the hotel. Hey, man, thought about it. It's starting to rain. Can I please have that umbrella you offered? That's all I had to do. A human with any common sense would have done that. But me, a male, a human male with this ego and pride thing, I don't want to turn around 
Not because of the embarrassment I might face from the guy working the door. He probably would not think a second of it and grab me the umbrella. No, I, I don't want people to see me in this suit turning around like I was a confused tourist or something like that. Like I was trying to go to Oakland, I somehow ended up in Berkeley, and now I'm crying in San Francisco. No, I did not want to do it. And not that anyone was – there was not a soul watching me. It's a, it's a big downtown area. There's a lot of things going on. There's like a homeless guy playing a mandolin. There's a guy in a suit. There's a college girl in Birkenstocks trying to solve all the world's problems at a pizza shop. There's all these things going on. But I press on because of ego and pride and not wanting to admit that I might have made a mistake. But the rain wasn't too heavy, and I thought, okay, we can do it. I just got to get on that campus. I got my phone out, uh, my iPhone with the G.I. Joe Baroness phone cover, because I'm almost 40, and that's what I put on my phone. And I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, I just got to get up there. And I'm, then I think to myself, why don't I just call an Uber? Yeah, I got to do it. Folks, I get as far as getting the app up and activated on my phone. I look at some cars in the area, surprisingly not as many as you'd think. Uh, not, it's definitely not L.A. with all the out-of-work out actors now being Uber and Lyft drivers. And I think, well, this is just ridiculous. I, I, could, I can make it. I'm not going to sprint. I'm in a suit. I'm going to remain dignified. Style knows no weather conditions. We're just going to own this, and we're going to get up there. And I turn the corner, and it pours. Like a scene from High Fidelity or any John Cusack romantic comedy, it is pouring. And there's a Starbucks, and I'm thinking, go inside. Go inside, pit boss. Go inside. Call an Uber. Wait it out a second. Head back to that damn hotel and get that free umbrella they were offering you. All those options run through my head. I don't even stop. I press on. I cross the street. At the time I'm crossing the street, now I look like an idiot. I look like an idiot, and I cross the street, and all these college students with their hopes and dreams and their futures wide open in front of them are leaving the campus. And here's this guy who, in his head, thinks he's 25, but in his uh, outside, in his body, he looks like he is, in fact, approaching 40. And he's dressed in his suit that makes him look like some tax man on the loose. And it is pouring down rain. My, I didn't have a chance. It wasn't like, if I can get under that tree, I could save my tie. No, my green tie was now a dark blue black shade of green. My suit was immediately kind of sticking to my shirt, and my white shirt was now translucent straight to the skin. My hair, surprisingly, I will say, with all the gel I use on my slick-backed hair, it actually kind of maintained. Uh, my shoes are now full of water. I'm puddling in my own shoes, and I get to the campus, and it goes dark. Like the rain clouds, it was so thick, and the night had just turned. I had to get up there. The rehearsal dinner was at 6 o'clock. Time, times, uh, we're still on uh, the other time zone change, whatever it is. Um, and it is dark. It's suddenly pitch black. And my phone is so wet, I can't move. I can't follow the map on the phone. So now I don't know where I'm going. And every, I'm trying to move the map with my thumb, and I'm just dropping pins everywhere. So I'm starting to head, I head up the wrong street onto the campus. Uh, there's not a lot of cover. If you got under the trees to kind of get cover, it just dumped more water. Now pine needles are on you. Uh, so I'm there, and I actually at one point stop, and, and no one was around me. And I'm confessing this. Hand to God, this is true. Uh, I'm on the UC Berkeley campus, and I just hold my head, and I just scream, This is ridiculous! What am I doing? I thought to myself at that point, 
I could turn around, still. I could maybe call that Uber, still. I could hide under that bench, still. I kept going. Finally get to uh, the center of the campus. According to the map that I could barely move, and I couldn't dry my phone on my suit because it was equally, it was just soaked and it just made the phone more wet. I finally get to the area. I'm in the area of the pin on my map that says Faculty Club. And the Faculty Club, is, is, it's, a, it's a beautiful, elegant building. It's got some history to it, um, kind of an exclusive location on the campus there. It's kind of made, there's parts of it, are kind of, it kind of looks like a big log cabin, parts of it, this other building in the back. Um, I get st- I turn turn right. I'm thinking this is where I got to cross this bridge. Uh, I th- it's like I'm in a fairy tale or Lord of Rings. By this point, I'm heading to Mordor to return a ring or something. And I cross over. Uh, I'm lost, and there's a pu- you can't. I couldn't avoid this puddle. I get there, and I hide in this alcove, dry for a second, and I'm like, I'm gonna be late. This is ridiculous. Here, I thought it was gonna be this debonair. Uh, Hollywood uh, power player going to this rehearsal dinner from from one of my oldest friends uh, all the way back to junior high. I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna swing in with paparazzi bulbs flashing like I was on TMZ, and here I am. I'm gonna be this soaking John Cusack crying in the bushes in high fidelity mess with my tie soaked and ruined, my shirt translucent, my suit just a waterfall, and um, I hide in this uh, this alcove. I'm, I'm lost too, by the way. And men don't ask for directions either. They don't take free umbrellas, and they don't ask for directions. So that, there I am at this door, and I turn around. And I think to myself, "This might be the place. I think I can go in there. Let me just find out. Let me just ask." Oh, I'm afraid to. I'm afraid to. So I stay outside, and I find this cab, and I'm thinking, "This, this, wait, this." According to the map. The pin is right here, and I'm standing over the pin. My blue dot on my phone map is over the red little pin, indicating I'm at the location that I wanted to be at, but I can't find a door. So I text my friend Chris, who's, who's probably got too much to worry about. It's, it's the night before his wedding. That's, it's a stressful thing. And here's his, his dopey friend from junior high texting him, I can't, I can't get in the building. How do, how do I get in the building? And he texts back, you don't know. You know how to open the door? I found it. And just as he texted me, I turned the corner and saw the front of the faculty building. That other door that I was standing at was the other door to the faculty club. I could have entered either one um, and got warm and dry a little bit sooner. So I survived that. Uh, The wedding was fun. Downtown Berkeley was a bit of an adventure. I didn't get to spend as much time in the town as I would have liked because I was in this wedding. And and, uh, it was a great honor to be in the wedding. I got to, at the uh, kind of a surprise to me, I got to deliver not a speech at the uh, reception. My friend Jack was the best man and delivered a killer uh, best man speech. I got to do a a funny reading. I, I turned it into a funny reading at the uh, ceremony, and I'm very thankful that Chris and uh, his bride Suzanne let me into their life for that moment, and it was a great time. The faculty club, it looked like I was in uh, uh, the great hall of the of House Baratheon in Game of Thrones. Like I, I, There's antlers. There was uh, all this cool stuff there, and I had a great time, and then um, woke up early Sunday to head back to my folks' house, uh, three-hour drive, pouring rain, got to meet 
NBA legend Bill Walton, who turned out was staying in the same hotel the entire time. And we actually walked and talked to our cars, and he was a great guy. And I drove home, and that is the story of the wedding. And I thought, well, what an interesting and fun kind of start to 2015. I'm going to come home, and I'm going to, since I mentioned the pre-wedding, uh, uh, the gear up for the wedding, I should say, on uh, one of my uh, last solo podcasts here, The Knapsack Files, I thought, I should get every, give everyone an update, uh, and I'll do that, and I come back, and, and then I got kind of busy, and I'll do it next week. And then we did the uh, the Paul McCartney uh, episode with Scott and Tim, and I was like raring to go. Knapsack Files was up. Uh, every week I was going to – I got some guest lines up. I even lined one up when I was in Berkeley and got on the phone with my friend Tim, and, I, and I, we're going to work something out, and he's going to be on the show. And I got my friend Josh Padgett's going to be on the show, and all these things are cooking and moving. I'm like, this is great. And then I go to a writing meeting, my writing partner, Matt Key's house, and I get a tickle in my throat. And I thought, that's weird. I'm normally not allergic to your cats. And as I drove home, my throat started to close up. Woke up at 5 in the morning like I was being choked. And there you go. We're some 21, 22 days later, and I'm still sick. Turns out I had a serious sinus infection. Now, I, I will first to say that it's nothing more than a serious sinus, sinus infection. Uh, it's nothing great, nothing cry. Don't cry for me, Argentina, on this one. I know there's a lot more worse things I could have in the world. But when you're in the throes of that kind of infection, when you can't hear for five days, literally everything sounds like a glass tube is over your face and you can't sleep for four or five straight days. There were times where I was on 20 minutes of sleep and... I thought I had allergies. I thought something had indicated. I was taking Claritin when I needed some sort of like antibiotic, and I'm, I'm taking over-the-counter Claritin. I'm taking uh, echinacea and elderberry and zinc and all these kind of herbal things. I'll kick it. Just I just need to get a night's sleep, just one night's sleep, and I'm thinking I should probably go to the hospital. But there's that male ego and pride. That's the lesson today, folks. Male ego and pride. And I, you know what? Maybe women have it too. We don't want to be gender specific here, right? Sign of the times? No, I'm telling you, this is specific to men. It is an ego and pride thing. We don't want to ask directions. We don't want to take free umbrellas. We don't want to go to the doctor, even though we know in our hearts we probably should. Something was wrong with me, and I pressed on, just needing that one more night of sleep. Well, that was my lesson. I should learn it. I probably won't. One Sunday morning, a week plus into this illness... Something had gone the night before. A little, my eyes were feeling a little weird. I woke up at three thirty in the morning. I hope you're not eating, folks. I woke up at three thirty in the morning, and my sinuses, my right, excuse me, left sinuses, sinus passage, sinuses, my left sinus passage, had leaked through my left eyeball. Not through through it, but around it, come up through the eyeball socket. That's right. I woke up and I thought, oh. Eyes a little crunchy. It's a little stuck together. Uh, probably a little bit of seepage. Because who doesn't love the word seepage? Oh, ain't humans ain't being a human grand. Uh, no, it wasn't just seepage. I, I felt my eyeball oh, a little crusty, a little bit of something wet, and oh, it's on my cheek. Oh, it's on my nose. It's oh, it's on the side of my face. It's almost in my ear. That's right. My entire sinus passage had pretty much leaked out of my eye socket. Let that sink in for a moment. It was as, it's, it's as disgusting as you're picturing it right now. And if you're picturing it right now, stop. I woke up, panicked, not quite screaming, but panicked, cleaned myself up. Now, a normal 
human with common sense would think at that moment, even though it was 3.30 in the morning, this is serious. I should probably go seek medical help. Professional medical help. Underline professional. No, I don't. I go back down. I'm going to try to get some sleep. Now, mind you, for four or five days, I haven't really slept. Sometimes as little as 20 minutes. It's not an exaggeration. That is a literal 20 minutes. And other times, maybe two hours on and off. Uh, Mind you, I didn't miss a moment of work. I couldn't miss work. There were some things going on. I didn't miss a moment of work. I also made two podcasts, plus a taping to Josh McCougas Between the Sheets. If you're a fan from Schmovale and you're a fan of Between the Sheets with Josh McCuga, go on his YouTube channel, watch the special edition episode where me and Mark and Alicia and uh, Christine and Paul and Thad uh, and Jeremy Johns, we interview Josh McCuga, celebratory episode. Uh, I'm dying of an infection in that video. I didn't know it at the time. You can kind of see my face is a little red uh, and a little messed up. I was fighting through a sore throat that was, it turns out, it was just a swollen throat. It wasn't sore. My throat was closing. Didn't know it. Uh, Flash forward, here it is about six days later, and I'm thinking, everything just came out my eyeball. should probably go to the doctor, but I'm going to go back to sleep. So I woke up. Wasn't as bad, but a little bit more had come out. That's disgusting. I think to myself, all right, you know what? Log on to your Kaiser Permanente website. Log in. I do. And I make a doctor's appointment. No, no, No emergency room, no urgent care. I think to myself, like any... Man, with too much ego and pride, let's just make an appointment for later in the week. Maybe this will kick itself and I can cancel the appointment. So make one, turns out I get one the next morning, 10.30. I'm kind of proud of myself. See, I'm being an adult. I'm taking care of myself. I log out, go have a little drink of water and small light breakfast, and I sit back in my chair on a Sunday morning, and I think to myself, I'm going to die. This is horrible. So... For the first time in my life, I make a bit of an adult decision, not based on ego and pride. And I get in my car, and I drive myself over to Woodland Hills, which is about a 25 to 30-minute drive from where I live in Studio City. And I take myself to the urgent care, and that's a whole other story. It's, uh, you, you think you're in a very uh, dignified metropolitan area until you either go to a Walmart or an emergency room. And then you realize, nope, nope, there is... Uh, a great leveling of all social classes in these moments. It was like I was walking into um, a third world country. Everyone's got masks and they're coughing and they're miserable and, and they're as ugly as I was with the stuff seeping out of my eye. Got it taken care of. Got some antibiotics. I'm getting better. Except for it's still going. I'm fighting right now. Another sore throat, uh, another swollen throat. And my right ear, I still can't. I have tinnitus in my ear now. I now hear a constant hum and buzzing in my right ear. That's great. Ego and pride. That is the lesson. So all that to say, if you're still with me, um, seek help earlier. Get umbrellas. Enjoy your friends' weddings. And, um, <laughs> and take care of yourself. And, and uh, my 2015 has been waylaid. Um, there hasn't been a new episode of the Knapsack Files in a while. I thank you for your patience, all of you. I just couldn't talk. I couldn't record. There was days I just couldn't get out of bed, so I'm trying to get back on. That's why I'm doing the solo episode. Look, I don't like to do the solo episodes. Uh, I'm surprised any of you actually listen. Um, but 
Uh, I just want to get something off uh, going, get the thread going again, get the channel going again, and get something going. We got some guests lined up, and we're going to do uh, do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Like I promised a couple weeks ago, we're going to do it. But but it was fun. It was good. And that wedding was good. You know what? I want to say I'll go back to that wedding. Uh, that wedding was simple. It's great. And here is and look unless unless you have some religious traditions that you cannot put aside. I'm looking at you, Catholic Filipino weddings. If you cannot put those aside, fine, so be it. But I think the key to a memorable and successful wedding is a short ceremony. Two of the weddings I went to recently were short and sweet. The ceremonies were bada-bing, bada-boom, you're married, kiss her, let's go party. I'm not saying the ones that I weren't. I, I was in one that was went rather long. They had some pomp and circumstance. Um, I was attended one around the same time frame. Same thing. A lot of pomp and circumstance. I get it. There's some religious traditions, some cultural things, some family things you maybe want to get to in your wedding. I'm not disparaging that. I'm just saying, if at all possible, and going to the courthouse in Vegas is not in your Rolodex of ideas to do. If you're going to do an actual wedding, get to the point. And that ceremony, we walk out, we stand, we clap, we sit down, pastor or whoever you want up there goes, hey, you, hey, you, kiss and boom, party. That is it. That is the key. Chris and Suzanne did that, and we had a lot of time to party and drink and, and dance and eat it up, uh, uh, eat up all the good food they had there. And that I loved the wedding, and the wedding was sweet. And seeing my friend, who I've known since, gosh, 12 or 13 years of age, 7th grade, uh, to see him um, weep as his bride walked down the aisle to him was, uh, was moving. It was moving for this cold heart, this wall-around-my-heart man. That's ego and pride again. It was great to watch. And, uh, you know, weddings, marriages, you don't know. They're crapshoots, I think, in this day and age more than any other time. And they're hard. And you never know. But I I look at someone like my friend Chris, I look at it at his bride, and I look at the other people. If it's for you and you're willing to take that plunge, I have all the respect for you in the world because at this point in my life, it's not something I think I can do or I'm the prepared to do. And I think that makes me a horrible person. But watching my friend Chris, again, known since uh, since the 80s, technically, the last year of the decade, but since the 80s, to see this friend of mine uh, gladly accept this woman to his heart for the rest of his life, it was, uh, it, was, it was very nice to watch. And it was moving and inspiring, and I wish them the best, and I hope I get to see them a lot more than I have in the last 20 years or so there with my friend there. Um... I realized the other day, as, it, as I talk about this well, commitment issues, I guess, or whatever you want to call it with me, it's not commitment issue. It's a deeper issue. I, I'm coming up on 39, technically, and I've actually never been on a traditional date. And I just tweeted about this the other day in kind of a jokey fashion, but it hit me. I've, I've never been on a, a traditional date. What I mean by that is I've never met someone and said, hey, I'd like to get your phone number or whatever communication uh, path you'd like to ha let me have access to. And let's set up a time where we can go get some dinner. I'll pick you up at 7, and we'll go have a dinner and see what's going on. Never done that. Never done that. Now, that doesn't mean I haven't been in relationships. 
Uh, I've had some close calls. I had a date set up, and it ended up being something else. Um, but I've never actually done it. I don't know if I want to change that. I don't know if I can change that. I don't think I'm particularly dateable. But, and I also don't think I know what to do on dates. My, my, my good friend Lou Santini is a master dater. You, you say, hey, what are you doing? He's going, oh, I'm going on a date with a girl. What are you doing? Oh, we're going to this re- restaurant. Then we're going to go over here. We're going to drive over here. We're going to get a piece of pie over here. And then we're going to do this. He's got it down. And it's not just like one playbook. He's got many, many different dating locations to take all these women that he dates. And he dates a lot. I, I'm like, hey, you want to you wanna go to Chili's? And maybe wander around Target? That's all I can do. I don't blame any woman in my life now or past, present or future. I don't blame anyone of them who looks across at me and thinks, that's all you got? Something to think about for me, not you. Something for you to laugh at. All right, let's close out this show with things that make me happy in this solo edition of the Knapsack Files that I am titling Sickness and Kimmy Schmidt. Things that make me happy is the TV show Unbreakable. Kimmy Schmidt, starring Ellie Kemper, produced by Tina Fey, Jeff Richmond, a lot of the people behind 30 Ruck. It was supposed to go to NBC, NBC passed, and I understand why though I'm a huge fan of the show. But a lot of people are saying, ooh, big mistake, NBC. Nah, I get it. It wasn't quite as um, accessible as 30 Rock, and 30 Rock wasn't always accessible. All 12 episodes, I think it was 12, maybe 13, at least 12 episodes of the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt um, were charming. It's charming before it's funny, but it's damn funny. Especially about the middle there, episode seven, eight, nine, that range. It just gets really, really funny. 30 Rock, the characters you're investing at that point. Some of the cameos, I won't spoil them. Um, if you haven't had a chance to get the show on Netflix, do yourself a favor and get it. Ellie Kemper is just a, a wonderful talent, a true uh, comedian um, uh, in what she does. Uh, she kind of plays that ditzy character. She was Aaron on The Office in the later seasons. It's it's a altered version of that. It's it's a little bit of a naive character, but it it has it has some intelligence. Uh, the character it's not as uh, just completely airheady as Aaron on The Office, but that thing she does that that naivete with that vulnerability, uh, Ellie Kemper does it so well. She hits a home run here in Kimmy Schmidt, and I, I I'm you know again I get it. If it had been on NBC, I don't think it would have lasted. I think if NBC went went with it, I think this might have been the it. I don't think middle. It's it, this is not a show that Middle America is going to grab to. When I say Middle America, there's there's air quotes around that. I'm not just talking about literal Middle America. I'm talking about it as as a the term for the general audience, uh, which a lot of a lot of times on the coasts and especially out here in LA, when you're making the entertainment, you're making these these shows that are very high concept and they're they're highfalutin smart shows. And then you you, know, you put it out there, and you know what? Sometimes sometimes people just want to watch two guys and a kid, or whatever, two and a half men, or, or you know, a fat guy, hot wife show, or Big Bang concept. That's what people want to watch. And I don't like those shows, and I'll make fun of those shows a lot. And sometimes I will kind of take shots of the people who watch those shows. But shame on me. People get the right to like what they like. And um, that's the mass audience. That's the general audience. And we forget that. And I don't think Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt 
uh, will would have been a hit on NBC. So I'm glad it's on Netflix, and you can watch all the episodes at once, like I did over the course of two days, still recovering from the sickness. Um, that theme song is uh, one of the catchiest things I've ever heard. Unbreakable. They're alive, damn it. It's a miracle. Mm. Sing it along with me as I drink my water. I uh, love the show. I can't wait to see it come back, and I think it's going to get that chance on Netflix that it wouldn't have got on net, 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 network TV. What's going on with me tonight? Now I'm having a stutter stroke or something here. So that makes me happy. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Dive in. It has my full endorsement here on the Knapsack Files. Ellie Kemper has my full endorsement as America's true sweetheart. Next thing that makes me happy is the return of Game of Thrones, HBO's television adaption, adaptation, actually, of George R.R. Martin's A World of Ice and Fire the great novel series that is still not completed. We're waiting for Winds of Winter, George. Finish it up, please. Game of Thrones is coming back, and that makes me very, very happy. It is a world that I got into when the show started. I'm embarrassed to admit I'd only heard about the book series in passing, and I did not pay attention to it. Um, and it's a shame. I should I, I should have been one of the people reading it from the late 90s on, though... See, now I'm waiting for Winds of Winter. Finished Dance, uh, Dance with Dragons last year, and I'm waiting, George. I'm waiting for Winds of Winter. I, I don't know if I could could have done this from the late 90s. I think the first book came out, uh, which is called A Game of Thrones. I think that came out in 96-ish. Correct me if I'm wrong out there in, in, in uh, Internet land. I could not have... That's a long journey. Late 90s to 2015... And you're still waiting for book six of the seven book series to come out? That's a long time to wait. I don't know if I saw Maybe I'm glad I started late. But when the series started on HBO, I immediately, within, I'm talking within 20 seconds of that series starting, I was in. When, when Will and uh, uh, Sir Royce, uh, Waymer, uh, Waymer Royce, I believe is the character's name, go out, uh, and uh, what's the Gad? I'm freaking. There's so many names in Game of Thrones. They go out there. They're the uh, Night's Watch. They're the Rangers, and they run into the Whites, the others, and the others. Um, man, that I was in 20, 25 seconds. I was in, and the world of Ice and Fire is just opened up in front of me, and I dived in. And that's the other thing that makes me funny. It makes me funny. It makes me happy. Well, it makes it is it is funny how much I love it. Um, Game of Thrones coming back. It reminds me how much I love all-encompassing fandoms. I love them. And you should, too. You should celebrate them. You should celebrate them. Whether it's Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is another one that has a giant, vast world to explore in those books. Um, uh, world of Ice and Fire slash Game of Thrones. I love... The, the, in, in, the Season 5 is starting here in a couple weeks, and I love that I am actually studying. And some of you might think... I just want to watch Big Bang Theory then. I don't want to have to study a show. Uh, you don't have to. It's me. But it's an all-encompassing fandom that I love so much. Not just knowing who the main characters are and the side characters are, but just knowing the histories. George R.R. George Martin, like, like Tolkien before him, has created this, this massive world. That is, it's, I can't even fathom how this came out of one guy's brain uh, at all. This is just, it is a, such a rich world to dive into. When I go to bed uh, in these last couple weeks, I've been catching up on the show as well as reading the book. I'll watch two episodes of the show, then I'll read a chapter in the book. I'm rereading the series, and the second time you read this is only the second time I'm rereading the series. I'm, I'm, I'm almost finished with the first book. 
uh, it's so much clearer. The clarity of all the characters starts to come out. And the prophecies, the show is full, the book, I should say, is full of so many prophecies that predict things to come if you can interpret them right. And I love that world. I love that. Uh, then after that, I'll read a map. I have Game of Thrones maps. I have the books. I have an app. With just them, And I'll study the land. I think, and I know U.S. history pretty well. But I think I know more about the history of Westeros and Essos than I do uh, the United States of America. That's not a good thing. I'm not proud of it. But it does make me happy. Game of Thrones comes back April 12th. And Maude Garrett and I are uh, working on something. She had to leave Jedi Alliance, of course, and join uh, AMC Jedi Council. Uh, left my side on Jedi Alliance. But uh, we are not done broadcasting. We got something in the Game of Thrones world that we're working on, and we can't announce, uh, announce it quite yet. Hopefully some stuff will come together. At the very least, we'll be talking ourselves in a room, but we got maybe maybe something a little bigger we're hoping to work on and announce to you all. It'll be uh, her and I uh, and maybe some others talking about Game of Thrones. Third thing that makes me very happy as we move on here in the solo edition of the Napsock Files is pickles. Yeah, that's right. I said pickles. Hot damn do I love pickles. I had some today at the stand. Two plastic cups worth pickles. They went to the store later after I taped Jedi Alliance. I saw some pickles in the aisles. I said, Dag nabbit, I want some pickles back at home, too. Got some nice dill pickle slices. Man, what is it about pickles that I like so much? I don't know, but it sure do make me happy. Some of you don't like pickles. I don't know how you can live with yourselves. I just don't. Pickles. They're what's for dinner. Songs of the moment. Big decisions by My Morning Jacket. My Morning Jacket's got a new album coming out soon. The first single off of it. I sound like uh, my, my old job. The first single is uh, Big Decisions by My Morning Jacket. Uh, great song. I've been playing it on repeat over and over, and I think you all should too. And also... Early March, Noel Gallagher and the High Flying Birds released the album Chasing Yesterday. Noel Gallagher, of course, the former um, co-frontman of Oasis with his brother Liam. They uh, long ago separated. Liam started the band BDI, which actually uh, put out some good songs. Maybe not a great album, but put out some good songs. And uh, I, I, love, I love me some Liam Gallagher. But Noel was always who I came back to. He was always the driving force in that band to me. And uh, his solo album, uh, The High Flying Bird, Noel Gallagher and the High Flying Birds, came out a couple years ago, and it was great. Flew under the radar. Now he releases his second album, Chasing Yesterday, and it again is probably going to fly under the radar. And it's a damn shame. And for those of you who don't like Oasis, get out of my life. For those of you that do, you get it. And Noel Gallagher has come up with some great stuff on the album Chasing Yesterday. And the Heat of the Moment is my uh, favorite song. It's the first track on that song, on that, on that album. Uh, check it out. Those are your songs of the moment. Those make me very, very happy. So that's, that's what we got today, kids. We got Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. We got me being sick. We got male pride and ego causing me to be soaked and a tie to be ruined. We got a wedding. We got the fact that I've never been to a dinner with a female that I didn't know in a romantic or potentially romantic fashion. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know if that. I don't think that'll ever be corrected. I don't think so. Again, I feel sorry for the women in my life, past, present, 
very much present and future. I, I, why? Do you look across from me and think, this guy wants to go to Chick-fil-A again? And watch wrestling? Star Wars? Game of Thrones? It's all this jackass wants to do? Let's go out on the town. I get it. You're right. I should. But I don't. Which is why I know that I will die alone and my friend's uh, young daughter who will grow up to be a wonderful woman and she'll come in here, come into the garage where I'll probably be uh, staying in the room because uh, her father will rent out the garage to me when I'm uh, too uh, old and broke to afford my own apartment here. And I'll have to live in the garage and she'll come out to deliver me some soup and there I'll be on the floor dead. That's, that's my death. I get it. All because I never went on a date, a traditional date, all my life. I think that's it. I think it's time for me to wrap it up. We'll get some actual guests. We'll get back to what brought you to the Knapsack Files. I'm fully aware that this type of show is not what you want to hear. You want to hear the guests. I just need to get something up and out there and get my broadcasting voice working again. And that's what we're doing, so stay with me, stay patient. Another edition of Alicia Malone's Film School is coming soon, trying to work that out. I do not know when I'm going to be able to start the Your Week Ahead news thing. I've got to find a time to write that. I'm very busy right now. That might stay in the back burner for a bit. And then uh, Star Wars Saturdays, look for that. And look for the Game of Thrones thing with Mon Garrett and myself. We'll announce when and where, when it's time. We're trying to get that going real soon because the season's starting. And, and if you haven't watched Game of Thrones hell are you doing listening to my show go go watch that then when you're down in your downtime watch unbreakable kimmy schmidt all right that's the napsock files for this week uh you can follow me uh at ken Absock on twitter and don't forget if you're on itunes subscribe rate and review to the napsock files the entire uh feed of shows that'll be coming out on this one here um if you're a wrestling fan don't forget i have wrestling viewpoint network series of podcasts as well they're talking about a lot of wrestling things so go ahead and do that join me for my adventures follow me on twitter follow me on instagram subscribe on itunes you can find me on stitcher potomatic all those beautiful things i think i'm gonna go eat a pickle